Thank you for joining us for this week's 908 message. 908 is a contemporary, student-led ministry based out of Concordia St. Paul. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you join us some Wednesday night and are blessed through the words of our speaker. All right, how are you guys doing tonight? Okay, I got, I got to be a little bit more lively than that. I'm freaking out up here, so I need some liveliness. How are you guys doing? There we go. Okay. All right, to start out with, um, to, if you could turn it down a little bit. I talk kind of loud, so. All right. Um, to start out with my, let me introduce myself. My name is Timothy Robert Morgenstern. I got my middle name from my grandmother, and I got my looks from God. And man, is God a good-looking guy. Here at Concordia, I'm a freshman. Still getting the joke? Okay. All right. Um, here at Concordia, I'm a freshman, and I'm involved in music, theater, cross-country, track and field, and 908. And I love Jesus Christ. Like, I love him. Um, I'm, I'm sharing with you today, actually, that um, God is awesome. If you didn't know that God is awesome, well, I'm not kidding. He's awesome. Uh, did you know that Jesus Christ is so awesome, in fact, that he came down to earth to be with us, not above us, but with us? And then, like a thief, he was crucified on a cross, and he was killed for being himself, the Son of God. Man, that's something we should all want to strive for, that title, Son of God, or Child of God. Not only was Jesus crucified, he was crucified with the weight of the world on his back. I mean, if God can hold the weight of the world on his back, I bet God can squat a lot. Okay. Was it really that bad? Um, took a while thinking of that one. God is strength, so I guess the puns that I'm about to say aren't going to be great. Um, benching the, the sin of the world every day, doing pull-ups and saving um, the world is all in a day's work. Curling love and grace. What's grace? It's a free gift from God. It's a second chance from God. God gives us a grace, an abundance of grace. God gives us grace on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, with fudge on top and sprinkles and cherries, which are all our metaphors for more grace. I love grace. Grace saved my life. So if I was going to summarize what I'm going to be talking about today, I would say I'm going to be talking about a whole lot of grace. Grace on top of grace. And just as grace has a lot of layers, so does my story. So here we go. Please keep your hands and feet to yourselves, and here we go. Here's my testimony. So I grew up a missionary kid. So that means I lived and breathed Christianity. I would um, learn about Jesus all the time, and then my job was to turn around and tell somebody else about Jesus. I lived in the Ukraine with my missionary parents and my three missionary brothers, Daniel, Andrew, and Sam. Life was good until I was about six, and my family moved back to the glorious United States of America. More specifically, Minnesota, the icebox of the United States. Excuse me, the passive-aggressive icebox of the United States. We moved back to Minnesota because my dad was being called back to the mission he worked for to become a missionary trainer instead of a missionary. 
So my mom and dad started their lives as missionary trainers, and my brothers and I started our new lives in the United States. So long story short, I've grown, up in the United, I've grown up in the United States now. I'm a missionary still with my parents. I've loved lo the Lord for the, my whole life, and I go to church every week, and that's the end of my testimony. Man, do I wish that was the end of my testimony. <laughs> but it isn't. Um, I wish that I could have just turned around and taken that free gift of grace from God. I was a missionary kid, after all. I knew the Bible inside and out, and I knew God. But here's the thing. Life gives you a lot of choices, like a lot of them. And making go good choices is kind of like second nature to a lot of us. And that's what God wants. God wants us to make good choices. But when we make bad choices, God waits. God's still there, but he doesn't want to see you make bad choices. So he kind of just waits and lets your life crumble, and then he helps you pick up the pieces. I can tell you right from uh, personal experience that a crumbling life is not fun. It's the opposite of fun. And I want to tell you right now to take that free gift and hold on to it. Hold on to it tight. So now in my story, I'm in high school, and I am thriving in the glorious United States. Um, I have a lot of friends. I have a job. I'm one of the top runners in the state. I have just was the lead in the school musical. I am a state finalist in speech. I have a 3.8 GPA, and man, am I humble. I mean, I'm the most humble in my high school, actually. But then my life begins to unwind. My closest friends and I begin to try some new things when we're bored. Bored teenage boys is not a good thing. We started by breaking into places at night. Uh, we broke into the Pepsi bottling factory and the Minnesota Zoo. Then shortly after that, my friends, and my friends began to steal stuff, a lot of stuff. Shoes, designer clothes, and other valuable things. Their favorite thing to do was actually to go to the Mall of America with a big bag and see who could fill up the bag the fastest in all the stores in the mall. Sooner or later, I was bound to sync with my friends. I wasn't doing all the things they were doing, but I wasn't stopping them either. Peer pressure is a strong thing. So I worked at a retail store. I was working there for about two months, and I was really well-liked by my managers and, my, and the other employees. It was a great job. I got paid, basically, to put things on shelves and to mess around with my favorite manager. I actually looked forward to work. One day, my friends told me that they had begun stealing stuff and they told me it was easy, and that you got this great feeling before, during, and after you do it. And they thought I should try it too. So we sat down, and we came up with a little plan of how I could take a few things. The next day, I went to work, and I tried it. I, I stole a candy bar and a Coke that day. Man, did it feel good. There was so much stuff in the store that I wanted, but I didn't want to pay for all of it. So I would just take it. Little by little, I took more and more stuff. Sooner or later, I thought to myself, well, why steal stuff when you can just steal money? But I couldn't just steal money from the cash register. They didn't notice that. So I figured out a way to load gift cards with money electronically. This way, I couldn't be traced. Well, at least that's what I thought. 
My managers loved me at the retail store, so no one suspected me of anything. I came into work one day and noticed that there was a freeze on my account. So basically, I couldn't do anything on the cash register. I was really worried at that moment that I had gotten caught. However, my managers were acting nor normal, and it was just another normal day at work. Nothing happened. I went home and had a sigh of relief. The next day, however, I came in and I was quickly called into the office where I was met by my manager and a woman. The woman introduced herself as the security manager for the retail store corporation for the whole corporation. She handled with all the security, manners, managers for the, uh, security matters for the company. She began to ask me about all these different aspects of my job and I answered them honestly. Then she got to the matter of gift cards. She knew I was stealing. She asked me to guess about how much I thought that I had stolen. And I said, probably, I don't know, 250, maybe 500 at most. She told me that I'd stolen over $1,000 and probably another $500 worth of stuff. She looked at me in the eyes and said, you know you're going to jail, right? And I said, yeah. My heart dropped. I knew at that moment that my life was over. I wasn't going to be able to finish high school. I'd probably never get accepted into college. I wouldn't be able to get scholarships. I wouldn't be able to keep running. Uh, a career was probably out of my picture. My family would never forgive me, and my life was in ruins. But something weird happened. My manager stopped the woman, woman and said, I don't want to press charges. He said that I was a good kid, and he said that I had a bright future ahead of me, and he didn't want this one bad thing to hurt that. The woman asked the manager, are you sure you don't want to press charges? And he said yes. So the woman told me that I had to fill out some forms, and I had to pay back all the money that I had stolen, and obviously I didn't have a job anymore. But other than that, I had a clean slate. Clean slate. Grace. I, I can't explain it as anything else. God gave me a second chance, and that's called grace. There's no way that my manager would, would say that he didn't want to press charges. God had to be with him in that room, tugging at my, my manager's heart. God's amazing. A manager would throw his own son in jail for the, the amount that I stolen. God had another plan for me. My friends kept going down a dark path of drugs and alcohol, but I didn't have to do that anymore. Because God saved me. He built me up in my ruins and showed me that he is the only way I need to live, and I need to live for him and by him. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For it is by grace we have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. My works would have led me to jail. Well, technically they did. But God saved me. He saved me with grace. I've been saved by a free gift from God, and for sure I can't boast. God gives us all a second chance. And it's called grace.
When you get it, please, please hold on to it. Live your life for God in all things and do all things for him. That's the right kind of life. I regave my life to the Lord and I live for him every day and it's the best thing that I have ever done. After all, without him, I wouldn't be standing here today, let alone on the stage of a university. Grace on top of grace on top of grace on top of grace on top of grace. God's amazing. So, I have a few questions up on the board, and what I'd like to you to do is, I'd like it to be silent in here for like two, three minutes, as you kind of self-reflect, look at these questions, kind of, what, what, what are those problems in your life? What are those, those ruins that are gonna, what, what's crumbling in your life? What, what's, what are your demons, in, in a sense? So, just take a few minutes, and then when you feel necessary, poke your neighbor, be like, hey, can we talk a little bit? Pray for each other. All right.
And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Go in peace.